With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everybody. Weekend edition of the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with Pete Bodo at Roland Garros. Uh, after Saturday, day seven's play has wrapped up. This was another day, Pete, where I think like yesterday, to me, it was one of those slam days where lots of interesting matches are colliding with each other, um, many of them off the top, top courts. And, and what happened, we saw this afternoon, um, among other things, you have Jamie Hampton beating Petra Kvitova to cap off a really great run by the U.S. women. You have, uh, of course, what I wanted to get to is John Isner and Tommy Haas. This Another match that Isner, you know, he just finds ways to put himself... In the record books, I think many, in many cases for the wrong reasons, but this one was just another example of what can happen when, uh, when he steps up and someone doesn't want to relent. He ends up saving Isner 12 match points. Haas wins on his 13th in the fifth set. There's a lot more to it than that, but, but can you kind of give me the scene as, as, you, as you saw some of this you know, over in Paris? It was just another wild one. Well, it was electric, of course, and uh, people here, I mean, I was in the press room for most of it basically working on my, um, my Rafael Nadal story, and uh, you know, you, even in the press room, you had guys clustered around TVs, and you'd hear suddenly, oh, no, oh, yeah, he's going to get it this time, oh, no. You know, and you know, the takeaway here, though, in all honesty, is that when you've got a guy like Isner who's got – such a big weapon and who's got really you know so many sort of holes in his game as well the inability to the inability to break as easily as some other guys his you know his his a little bit of trouble movement he's such a big guy getting down to balls or getting two balls uh, you know, this is this is what happens. You know, you've got a guy who you know who who can't be beaten, but who also can't win because of certain flaws in his game. So it, you know, it really is kind of a you know instead of being a puzzler or something you know sort of semi mystical or out there. This is this is really what you get when you have a player like Isner. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, or I I don't believe um, you know, I don't believe I was wrong about this, but Isner, you know, he Isner himself did see one match point of his own. It was you know not on his serve, and it was just you know it's startling when you compare the uh, you know his return. If you want to take the total opposite of how much his serve gives him, you have what his return really takes away from him. And, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, he put a, a I believe a second serve right into net on his one and only match point chance. And you know it's it's a thing where I know I know people talk about Isner where they'll say, well, if he was only such a you know. A, even a mediocre returner, he would be this even bigger threat. But that's just, you know, he would not be the same server if he had, you know, a return of, of such higher caliber. It's just the way 
he plays, and uh, it's almost not even surprising to me at this point when you get sort of outcomes like this. We saw it last year in the French. He goes 18-16 against Mathieu. Well put. Yeah. So it's um it's another sort of chapter in that Tommy Haas, of course, you know, 35 year old goes on to the next to the final 16 here. Um, I did want to kind of get your take on speaking of the final 16 on the women's side. There's four Americans in the final 16, and I think sort of playing that you know this American in Paris narrative really isn't just kind of a creation. This has been an exceptional tournament. Um, for them, and, and the last two entrants, you have Jamie Hampton going in, you have Sloane Stevens going in, and then also Bethany Maddox Sands going in all today, joining Serena. You know, and they're not done yet because you know I, th- I think um, I think Sloane Sloane Stevens. I watched her match today. I wrote about it. I think she's playing tremendous tennis. She gets Sharapova, who I think really will be, is beatable here today. Sharapova struggled a little bit. Was lucky to get by you know Zhang as, as easily, well you know as quickly as she did anyway in two sets. But you know I think Sloane Stevens is a real deal. I think her poise was tremendous today against Arakovic, and Arakovic played a pretty good match. And she's got a big forehand, so you know Sloane knows what's in store, and I think she's playing well within herself she's been very consistent and you know Beth, you know Bethany's Bethany's a different player now than she was a year or two ago she's got a lot more power she played a she played a real clay court digger today in Orma Gachea and, and and came through with that so this is by no means smoke and mirrors and Jamie Hampton you know she's got very she's a very gifted player can do it all she's got all, all, all the shots um, you know the, these women are really really you know co- coming into their own yeah they are I mean they are actually all matches I, I think Sloan obviously has the hardest task against Sharapova but the but Hampton goes against Yankovic, Maddock goes against Karolenko. These are not it's not they're getting Serena in the next round. They're getting players who already at this point they've um you know they they've shown they can do pretty well against top quality competition. Maddock beating Lee, today Hampton beating Kvitova so Hey listen um, you know what with Hampton, I mean I I think I even called this yesterday on our show. I certainly did with my buddies here in the press room. I said, you know, hey, don't worry about it. Hampton's gonna win this match and I and I really believe that because of the way she's playing and of course also how nervous Kvitova can be. Yeah, it's um and all three the three who played today, of course, all in one half of the draw. So I mean if you really want to go out on a limb and try to try to think you know, down the road, there there are a lot of uh, options there to see what happens. So we'll take a look at all of them in the next couple of days when they play there. Um, on the on the men's side, to kind of wrap up the fourth round, it's it's just about settled. There's really one match to go. Um, you know, you have Djokovic today in a dud of a match against Dimitrov, taking him down two, two, and three. Um, you watch Nadal, like you said there, and for Rafa, um, this is the third match in a row where you would hardly say it was conventional French Open dominance for him. You know, we're not seeing those 0-1-1 score lines, even in the early rounds here. And today he didn't, you know, he didn't lose a set today, but he was down a set point in the first set and, and was made to work pretty good by Fanini there. So, you know, what's your takeaway from Rafa's play up to this point? Well, he gets a pass on this one because Fognini is a master of chaos, basically. I mean, he can, you know, he can just basically 
drive you nuts with the way he plays. And if you look at it, Rafa had an extraordinary number, like 28 break points or something. Fonini himself had like 11 break points against Rafa. This was just kind of almost a chaotic match. But the fact that Rafa got through it, I think, was was good for him. He really feels, he, he's anxious. He's admitted it. I think it's probably the pressure of winning here again for the eighth time. You know, it's eventually it gets to you. But um, he feels like he really needs to do some work to get his game up. But I think getting through this match in straight sets was, was a great victory for him. And I'll tell you what, I think Rafa's really kind of dodging a bullet here because he's fundamentally two guys who could have done the same kind of thing as Fanui today, who you hate to play if you don't have confidence. Benoit Pair and Jerzy Janowitz both lost today. So he's going to get like the Vavrinkas of this world, and I think Nadal is going to be in much better shape against them. It is, as you say, it is a very veteran heavy, and I, and I say that because veteran meaning in the sense that Nadal has played these guys over and over again, especially on clay, and really none of them have, have stepped up in the past. And it is very, I think it's harder to think of someone like them unseating Rafa as opposed to maybe you get that match of a lifetime from Janowitz, for example. And, um, and I think it's a good point about Nadal kind of kind of making his way through these first couple steps here. And, and you know, I, I don't think for him he can play really, uh, in a sense, much worse if you think about how well he played coming into this tournament. So we'll we'll see what happens for him, but he's in the, the fourth round there. Um, I guess last thing, you know, fourth, fourth round completed. Uh, we'll have matches tomorrow. You know, what looks appetizing from you, whether it's tomorrow or a couple days from now, in terms of fourth round matchups? Well, right now I haven't had a good chance to look over the the draw looking well forward but i mean as you know for tomorrow i think um you know it actually looks like pretty easy going frankly i mean sanga has Troisky, which is you know a very winnable match simone is fitter you know uh roger i think will um you know uh, i don't think simone's got the guns and i don't think he's got the sort of the, the brass and the moxie to sort of do much with him i think one of the interesting ones is kevin anderson against david ferrer you know um you'd think that ferrer would shoot him to pieces basically you know uh Sniper, Sniper David, but um, I'm not so sure about that. Anderson's playing well. He's got a big serve. Anything can happen. Robredo, unfortunately, Robredo Almagro ought to be a good match, but Robredo's legs are going to be very tired after his after his big win five sets yesterday. Yeah, and uh, the women's here. I just uh, I'll just bring it up and just take a look at tomorrow's. You know, we have Serena and Vinci. I don't expect much of anything different from that. You have you have a couple nice ones though. The rest of them, um, Kuznetsova plays Kerber. This is you know sort of the annual Kuznetsova Renaissance here at a Slam. Um, former champion at Paris, of course, and Radwanska Ivanovic. Um, I think uh, this is kind of a, Ivanovic's ceiling to my from what my experience in in recent years. Um, I think Radwanska will get through that. The other one is Suarez, Navarro, Irani. Any thoughts on, I guess, the women's for tomorrow? Well, you know, I think um, Kerber Kuznetsova, I think, is the most kind of kind of appealing in terms of, you know, um, all the different things at stake. Uh, Kerber's really a quality player. She hasn't played that well this year. So Kuznetsova actually has a pretty good look at getting to the quarters where she'd have to play Serena. Uh, Radwanska, Ivanovic, um, I've got to go with Aga on that one. Suarez and Barbara Irani ought to be a very entertaining mix-up, but Irani is like, Irani, I think, has just got too much retrieving ability, and she's too steady for Suarez Navarro, even though she's a, a real nice, interesting player, a little slice backhand in there, a little coming to the net, but I think Irani should not have much trouble with that. Good stuff. Uh, once again, from Pete Bodo in Paris, we'll talk again tomorrow here on the podcast. So join us then, uh, Ed McGraw again for Peter Bodo once again. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. 
Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to tennis.com.